Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hey loves, welcome to Mouth Off Radio, the weekly podcast from nastygal.com. This week we'll be joined by host and KISS radio presenter Daisy Maskell. We're going to be covering all topics from working in radio, shooting a music video with Zayn Malik, and her love for stuffed vine leaves. Thank you so much again for joining us this week, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. So here she is, Daisy Maskell. How are you? Hello, babe. I'm good. I don't think I've got an intro like that. No? Before. No, never. First one, you need to record this. Yes, please. Yeah, please, you've set the like, standard now. Every time you introduce yourself, just play this. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you. I'm happy to be here chatting with you. So today we'll be talking about the music industry and being a creative. Um, so tell us, what is your average day as a national syndicate radio host like? No day is the same. This is the thing. Being in radio is so different to being in TV, which is what I did previously. Yeah. When I went into radio, I was like, it's fine. No one's going to see what you look like. You know, you can roll up in a onesie every morning because I, I do breakfast, so it's early, early hours. Yeah. But that's not the case. Everything's filmed now. And I've done it a couple of times where I've rolled in looking rough. Yeah. And then everything's put out on socials the next day or you get a guest in and then you, t- you have pictures taken with them. It happened with Ellie Golden. She came in once. I was looking so rough this morning and all these pictures went all over the Daily Mail. So no day is the same. Yeah. It's very tiring. Um, early mornings, what early starts. What time do you start? I get up at three in the morning. Oh, wow. I get up at, uh, like, I'll give it to you. I get up an hour earlier probably than I, sh- than I would have okay. to. Okay, yeah. But that's to get my head just in a zone mm-hmm. where I'm socially, like the things that are coming out of my mouth are socially acceptable. <laughs> I would not want to put me on air straight from like me waking up and jumping in a car. So I'll get up at three, I'll have some breakfast. Um, I'll watch some TV or something. Mm-hmm. I might nap again yeah. for like 45 minutes. And then I'll get up, get ready, jump in a car at half four. We go to the studio um, and then 5.30, I'll get there to the studio and we plan a bit of the show before and then we're on air at six. Wow. So it's busy. That morning, every minute counts. Like that, yeah. It's like, I always say this, I say, it's like catching a flight every single morning. But when the, the driver pulls up at your workplace, you open the boot and there's no suitcase. You're just pushed into the, into the workplace. Yeah. So that's, that's what it feels like. It's like catching a flight every single morning, but you get used to it, yeah. which is wild. I'm like nine months in now. And you do get used to those early mornings. Okay. It's when you have a break that's the problem. Getting back into oh, it. Oh, it kills you. I bet that's It tough. absolutely kills you. But yeah, so that's the morning for you. And then the show is on for four hours. So we do six to 10. Um, and then afterwards, 
just any interviews yeah. we've got. Mm -hmm. And then planning for the next show, planning for bigger segments or bigger things that we're doing across the next few months as well. So it's busy. You are Radio very, is busy. Yeah. It's just, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that no one could ever imagine. Okay. So, so you said you come from a TV background. Yes. So what was that like? Where were, where were you seen So you? I presented on Trending Live, which okay. was on For Music. So yeah. it was a live show. Um, and it was amazing because it was my first presenting gig, really. Yeah. So to walk into that and for it to be on live TV was the wildest experience. Um, I remember screen testing for it. I, I basically asked for the job via the receptionist. Mm -hmm. I went and I pushed over my showreel um, and I think I bribed her with like coffee and cake. I was like, please <laughs> just get us to the right person. And then a few, a few months later, I got an email from a producer there and he was like, come in for a screen test. Um, I didn't know what it was for. I just knew it was for four music and that's where I wanted to work. Yeah. So I screen tested for it. I had to re which I'd never touched in my life. And then the week later, he was like, okay, yeah, you got the job. Like next week, you're going to be on this live show, go. And it was from there that you just pick up everything that you know. And really? live TV is just, it's like nothing else you've ever experienced. So learning on the job. Learning on the job. I mean, you're, as you say it, it goes out into the, into <laughs> into the, the world. world. Um, and I think that that's probably the main difference between TV and radio, I think because both are live mm -hmm. the element of radio you feel a lot more like you're in your own bubble yeah because it's a studio and you've got four or five people in the room together there's no cameras that you can see you're just all chatting and especially at the time in the morning that i have to get up mm -hmm. you just completely forget that the outside world exists yeah so you've got that's that's the times where you've got to be careful when it's a live tv setup because there's cameras and you're in a set and there's different people moving around you feel like you're a lot more censored, but yeah. there's been some there's been some hit or miss moments on air where I'm like, oh, that's not kid friendly. Oh no, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? yeah. What happens yeah. in that situation when it I goes mean, out? I mean, I thank goodness I've yeah. never had that for yeah. now, but I think you just apologise profusely straight away. Yeah. Um, off the, or you or you just play someone's favourite song. You just go into a really good tune and then you come off the back of it and you're like, let's just, we'll, we'll deal with this from it, there. Though. You have to acknowledge okay, it. Okay, cool. You have to acknowledge it. Um, but nothing like that has happened so far on air. Thank God. Um, we've had some, I remember having some hit or miss moments with TV though. And that's almost worse sometimes because you've got the visual element. As well, People can yeah. see like <laughs> something's going wrong visually. Yeah. Um, whereas with radio, you can kind of hide behind and your, your producer can be telling you to cut. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just live TV and live radio is like nothing else in the world. I love it so much though. Is, do you get an adrenaline rush Yeah, it? I think that's, that is, that is the massive draw to it, mm. is that anything can happen in yeah. that moment. It's so fast paced and, and you're just creating audio as people are listening to it. Yeah. So you get out that same day and people are talking about what you've said a couple of hours previously and you see the interaction immediately and you'll get listeners phoning you up and um, just chatting about their day and chatting about their morning or talking about things that you've spoken about minutes ago. So it's, that is nice, that interaction between with with a live audience is amazing. You you cannot beat that. Do you have a preference between radio and TV, or is it different I beasts think completely? For sure. So before I b before I even I never really considered going into radio before I got Kiss. Yeah. I thought I'd always do like a weekend slot. That it would that it would sort of be something that was just an extra thing that I did in my spare time because I did. I definitely had an interest in it um, and I love talking and I feel like radio allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I was very much a visual person. So when I found out that I was, I got a radio slot on the radio slot that I did, 
it was strange because it was like going in blind to the whole thing because yeah. I'm so used to working from a visual perspective. Yeah. You're now creating things that people enjoy listening to as opposed to looking at. Um, so that took a minute. Yeah. That took a minute. But there's, you know, they... But either either TV or radio, they satisfy different things in you okay. at different times. Radio's a lot more open and honest, I think. Yeah. You can share a lot more of your life. Whereas TV, you've got a lot more structure and you're just talking about this subject at this particular time. Yeah. I feel like with radio, there's there's more scope to go a little bit wild, Ooh. which is which is which is a double-ended sword. Okay. For sure. So you said you're quite a visual person. Yeah. I understand that you have uh, you come from quite a creative background and you've yeah. done quite a lot of creative work. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, so I left school. I didn't go to uni. Um, I was one of those that did not know what I wanted to do when yeah. I left school. All of my friends went off to university and I just knew I wanted to do something in media. So when I left, I did creative direction and I freelanced on different music video sets. Okay. And I thought I was going to do that for the rest of my life because I loved it so much. I did, I did um, creative direction, I did styling, but there was that talking element that was missing and I started doing these behind the scenes videos with artists on set where I'd interview them back and forth. And I yeah. was like, this is what I want to do. So, which is what led me into presenting ultimately. Okay. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I started off visual. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I hope to pursue in the future. I feel like that's where yeah. my foundations came from. So what projects were you working on? So I did, music videos for Zayn Malik. I did music videos for Craig David. Craig David was the first video that I what did. What a legend. What a um, British he icon. Was, oh, he was incredible. <laughs> and this was shot. So I was actually in this. It was shot, I think it was Charing Cross Underground Station. Right. Um, apparently, in Underground Stations, they have platforms that they don't use anymore. Yeah. So we, like, trust Craig David to get this hookup. <laughs> um, we went into this unused platform on the London Underground in Charing Cross Station. And he just got me riding up and down an escalator consistently with the love interest, walking along the platform back and forth. And it's so difficult now to get on an escalator without thinking of that scene and replaying <laughs> that song in my head. Yeah. Um, but he was great. It was great to work with him. Um, and yeah, it's just, 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 you know, those moments I cherish so much because that was so much a part of the journey to where I am now. And I think the journey's always the best part, you know? That's, yeah. always, that's always the most fun when you're really hustling. Who would you like to work with? I think in the future, from a presenting point of view, I always say this, I have an obsession with Alan Carr. And when I came here today, I was like, this set up, it's like just chatty man vibes. Yeah. I was like, just sit me here. And I, I like, I just, I'm obsessed with the guy. Um, so I'd love to work with him on something in the future presenting wise, or just go around his to eat dinner. Yeah. put my feet up on his sofa. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I've interviewed some amazing people this year just through KISS as well. Um, so working with them again in the future, who is great? Stormzy's really great. Yeah. We had him on. He's a great vibe. Um, Sean Paul as well. He was a dream come true. What a legend. I'd love to work with him again, honestly. He just brings this energy and anyone that that works with him says the same yeah um so yeah there's just there's just so many creative people that can all bring something different to the table and that's what I'm all about just making sure that everyone's ideas are relevant and everyone can you know paint a bigger picture of, of a project and who if I know you probably can't name them but Go have on. you had any awkward guests 
awkward guests. Or um, experiences though you would like, I really wish that hadn't happened. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Big Nasty's <laughs> a funny interview. Yeah, because he's very he's unpredictable. He's wild, but I love that about him. I, yeah. I genuinely, um, whenever I'm asked like, who is your who is your ideal guy? I say Big Nasty. I'm really? obsessed with the guy, I'm obsessed <laughs> with the man. Um, and I hope I say it enough that one day I'll get set up on like a, you know, one of these like dates that because like, we, we do this like dating segment on Kiss. Yeah. Because I am single and I have been forever. And I'm like, if I say that I'm into Big Nasty enough, maybe they'll set me up on a celeb date with him. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's married with kids though, is he? I think I don't want to be overstepping. I'm not sure if he's married. I know he's just had he's got, a little He's got kids. Little Let's leave that baby. to one side. Yeah. Let's leave that to Let's one side. Maybe I'll be godmother. Up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can work on something. Yeah. Um, Big Nasty's a fun interview. Awkward moments. We had an awkward moment with the Jonas Brothers, actually. Okay. This was funny because they were nostalgia for me. And a yeah. lot of people in the room at that time, they were like, it was just because they got back, they're back together yeah. now and, and they're making music again. It's a nostalgic moment to see them all together mm. in one room. And because there's so many of them, I ended up being squashed in a corner with Nick Jonas on this like, this awkward mic on this awkward angle we're like rubbing knees under the desk accidentally and he I think we asked him about bands that they used to be into back mm. in the day because everyone was you know into the Jonas Brothers and he said S Club 7 and I know and this it, it was like sort of it was a wild thing for him to say none of us expected it and I think a comment was made like oh and that's the credibility gone right there joking back and forth he didn't get the humor um so he he just silenced us out the entire interview. Like Nick, Nick dropped out. There was no point in asking Nick any other really? questions. I'm now sitting next to him in this corner. Um, and then he started listing bands that clearly none of us had heard of in a bid to stay cool again. And we looked up the bands afterwards. Some of them didn't exist. So I was like, babe, <gasps> babe. That is so juicy. But then, like the Jonas Brothers are cool. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You don't have to, like, you don't have to prove yourself to me, Nick. Like he's all good. It's all good, but yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of moments like that yeah, where it's I like, can imagine it's big just, personalities, yeah, yeah. Of egos, and, and also I just think British humour is just so different from American humour. Mm -hmm. I feel like you get this so often. So many jokes that I've said on the show have never landed with certain artists in interviews, and you just have to move on quickly. Yeah, and you just, just turn that down didn't to happen for sure. For sure. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. You are a radio presenter. Where did you develop those skills of talking to people? Was it a natural ability or did you do it like anything in school, uni, drama? I was, so as a child, I was mute. So I was mute until the age really? of like six or seven. Yeah, and I was, it was only in public, I would not speak whatsoever. Um, and I was asked to go to speech therapy and different speech schools and, and take part in different programs. And my mum was like, my daughter's not doing this because she speaks at home. She's just unbelievably shy in public. Yeah. 
Um, so it wasn't until like seven, eight years old that I actually started speaking out loud. Yeah. I remember I'd put my hand up for the register and I would, no, no one had heard me speak um, outside of the four walls of my bedroom. But I was very theatrical at home mm. and my grandparents looked after me a lot because my mum used to work and I used to read the newspapers to my nan um, as a newsreader and I'd, I would sort of play games back and forth. But other than that, I can't really predict where I've developed the skills to become a presenter today. I think it's just so much about being yourself and yeah. just being open and honest and wanting to, you know, find out about other people's lives and wanting to, wanting to share your own and your own experiences as well. I think yeah. as long as you're open to doing that, you're good to go. It's just all about, it is all about being open and it's all about just that connection with anyone that's listening in. Yeah. I think that's, that really sets you on your way. You can always find a common ground with someone. That's so as incredible. As long as you remember that. So you went you're from not talking outside yeah. the, of your home yeah. to, you're on the like, national radio. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So my mum, she sees like some of my nursery teachers and some of my school teachers and they're like, I cannot believe what Daisy's doing now. Like no one would have predicted it. Yeah. Because it was just so far from what anyone would have thought as a That's child. That's great yeah, though, isn't it? It's just good. like anyone listening, it just goes to show that this you know, things can change and you this don't necessarily be that, remain being that person exactly. that you were a kid and exactly. stuff like that. So. When I was a kid, everyone always asked me like, oh, what did you want to be when you grew up? And I always said I wanted to be a pussycat doll, but I never told anyone that. Like yeah. to everyone else, I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. I just think very respectable. Not the pussycat dolls are not respectable. Yeah. And they taught me a lot in my in my time. Um, yeah. But and, and I say now, like if Nicole called, I'm gone. Like, You're ready. breakfast is done. Like, yeah. I'm over, like this, I'm done. So um, are you a good dancer too? I'd like to think so. Yeah. So you know this Normani video dropped uh -huh. recently. Um, I it was like fresh twenty four hours, and I was like trying to learn this routine in my, in my room. And you know when you film it, thinking like this is gonna look sick, and I'm I was like, put this on the internet. No, and you're like, no, no it was a I'm straight not. delay. So I think I like to think I'm a good dancer. It doesn't really translate that way. I w yeah. It just takes a bit of practice. Stop dancing when the club um, the lights come on in the club. That's a bit of me. <laughs> so, no. In the darkness, we're fine. Um, so as a Kiss um, radio presenter. Is there a lot of pressure knowing that so many people listening to you? I think you get moments where you realise just how many people are listening to you at that specific time. I don't know whether I do it as a coping mechanism, but a lot of the times I don't realise. A lot of the times you don't think about that. Yeah. Because you're in such a confined space, because it's so early in the morning, you're just speaking for hours and hours on end with just four or five people in a room. You forget that anyone else is listening. Yeah. And like, you know, as I said, it's there's positives and negatives of that for sure, because <laughs> it means you've got to really watch what you say. Um, but I think if I did remember how many people listened in every yeah. time the mic went up, you'd completely fall to pieces. Yeah. It's scary. Of it course. is scary thinking about that. Um, and it's it. I remember the first couple of times that the phones used to ring in the studio and we'd pick up and a listener would be talking about something that I'd said or mentioned on the show just previously. That's when you really realise like people are listening in, people are on their that? way to school. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Yeah. And, it's, and it's one of those relatable things though, where it's like the show that I took over from, Ricky, Melvin and Charlie, I grew up listening to them in, on the school run, you yeah. know? So it's, it's weird to now be in that position where people are doing the same. Yeah. We play these little promos um, that tell everyone to listen to the next day to Kiss Breakfast and, and we talk about what, what's going on on the following show. And if I'm in the car on the way home, they make me jump because I never hear my voice <laughs> on the radio. Yeah. It's like, who's that? 
Um, so yeah, it, you, it definitely takes some getting used to to realise yeah. to realise what you do. But I think you know it's it's good to be like that because it keeps you open, it keeps you honest, um, and it, it just creates a, a relaxed environment where mm. you're not playing up to a certain audience or you're not trying to second guess what people want to be listening to. So Daisy, we've had a bit of a chat, and mm -hmm. now we're going to jump into the quick fire questions. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so you're making a playlist for I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Yes. Top three tracks. Ooh, ooh. Rihanna, Bitch But Have My Money. Hell yeah. For sure. Um, Normani currently with Motivation. Oh, what a great And video Jojo, well. Baby It's You with the Bow Wow. Just, with, so you, yeah, just, yeah. just so you've got just so you've got a duet. Yeah. A duet option, you know? Hearing both sides of the story. Hey, both teams. <laughs> um, okay. What is your favourite nostalgic TV show? Ooh. <laughs> I feel like this show is my age. Big Brother. I watch reruns of Big Brother. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, like, that was the peak of my. This isn't quick fire because I explain myself so yeah, much. Yeah, it's fine. But Big Brother, when like Davina was presenting, yeah. just the old school, the first. Is Davina? Oh, it's just the best. The first and second series, just to see how wild it was for that time. It That's was so groundbreaking, wasn't yeah, it? And, yeah, like, To watch it back now, you'd be like, what? Just the best. Or like Tracy Beaker, some old school CBBC program. She started to be a meme. Have you noticed that? No. There's like videos and little clips from Tracy Beaker, oh. and it's like memes are being set to it which she's an icon so I'm, I'm here british, for it british like childhood british tv is like no other yeah iconic i mean it made iconic. us yeah and we're the best when was the last time you laughed really hard and why mm. what was the last thing i laughed at i probably think really inappropriate <laughs> oh actually there's this account on twitter it's called like fake showbiz news yeah. it's really good actually and um, they tweet out stories about rihanna and they have this ongoing joke about her moaning about putting out her wheelie bins but they, <laughs> they use it as quotes from rihanna and then they'll put a picture okay. together with it so it's cool you, I'm gonna you, check need, that to, out. you need to see it i'm to definitely gonna it. check yeah. that out bit of a random one but do you think artificial intelligence will end up benefit harming or destroying humanity oh my gosh destroying yeah. i don't have online banking i'm not about 2020. what no I'm not How about 2020. Survive? I don't. I do tele I do telephone banking still. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to write a check. It's wild. It's wild. But I do not I You don't you just don't trust it or No, I just I am so happy living in my like 2003, 2004, 2007 dial up internet life. Yeah. It's all good. You don't need to go in no, further. No, 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 no. How do you feel about um like Alexas and stuff like that? I have an Alexa. Yeah. Um and I I watch what I say around her. This is the thing, I don't like introducing this technology to my home. I don't trust them. No, I don't trust it's the it. the trust issues. I don't trust it. My husband really wants one and mm -hmm. he actually just ordered one no. and it's in the house. And I was a bit like, well, we've had a conversation about this. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel very comfortable. Yeah. And it's because there was this one time our Xbox Live, so we had like the Kinect, mm -hmm. the red light was on when we weren't using it. And I was like, why is that red light on? And then it went off and I was like, someone yeah. somewhere no, is no, watching no. us. Black like, Mirror. Why would they want no. to watch us? No, 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 no. But it was just really freaky and yeah. I was like we need to kind of pump the brakes on that we so know. we never know you never know it's, know. it's kind of weird and it's all new mm -hmm. and I don't like being the, mm -mm. the guinea pig for all this kind mm -mm. of stuff what are you most excited about in life right now mm, what am I most excited about I am most excited about Japanese food I've really just recently gotten into Japanese food I'm trying to go vegan again yeah so I've done it previously um, and I've never felt as good as I had really? previously doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but I'm I'm allergic to nuts, so I feel like that removes such a massive food group. Yeah. Um, for me, of what I can actually eat out at restaurants, but Japanese food is the hookup if you want to really try vegan. Really. Um, really, really good. So okay. that's that's what I'm excited about Excellent. at the minute. That's all I'm eating. Have I'm, you been to Japan? I've never been to Japan. I've never been to Japan. Have you? No, it's on my list. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. I want to go to one of those pods in Japan. The so hotels. They, they do these things where you can buy like 15, 20 minute sleeps and they lock <laughs> yes. you in a little locker. <laughs> Why don't they have these in the UK? I don't know. I could definitely do with one of them. I would be a office. regular customer. Can you imagine yeah. going off on your lunch break and having somewhere to sleep? Just like a little... To get down for an hour. I'm down for that. Well, let's go together. Let's... We'll lock ourselves in a pod. We'll definitely try that out. What did you want to be when you were younger, apart from a pussycat doll? <laughs> Was there any other career choice? Um, maybe journalism. I suppose that that sort of marries into a little bit of what I do now. Yeah. Um, but an astronaut, I wanted to be an astronaut. I'm so into science and, and I've, got, I've got a geekier side to me as well. Yeah. Um, I love geography growing up as well. So I thought maybe I'd do something to do with that. Interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I thought it would, I would follow more of an academic route for sure than a creative route yeah. growing up. So it's interesting that I ended up doing what I'm doing Just, now. Never just, make plans, yeah, basically. I, know, I, know. I, I am not a case study. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, who is your number one artist to watch at the moment? Mm. I love Sam Henshaw at the minute. Okay. He's great. I interviewed him last year and I've never fallen in love with someone so quickly. Yeah. Um, he, he sort of sung, sung for us live on this show that I was presenting and his voice is just incredible. He's just got the best aura. Um, the, the songs that, that he's releasing at the minute are just like nothing that's around right now. I think yeah. it's difficult at the minute because with the industry, music industry in particular, everything's opened up and every, everyone can make whatever they want from in the four walls of their own home. Yeah. But I think that makes it difficult for us to really tap into different sounds right now because, you know, everything is so accessible to everyone. Yeah. We're spoiled for choice, really. Yeah. But he's just creating music at the minute that is really making me excited because I, I can't compare him to anyone else, which is which is the best. That's what you, know? you want, yeah. That's what you want. Groundbreaking, you want. Yeah. new, pushing yeah. the genres forward. I love that. Okay, so last question. Mm -hmm. What did the last text you sent say? <laughs> my gosh, here we go. I've been trying to hold my chipped nails. Ah, okay, this is the last text I sent. To my best friend, the vine leaves are back in M&S. And then I also sent the same message to my mum. They are back, the stuffed vine leaves in MS. <laughs> <laughs> they are so good. Are and nice. you know what I'm annoyed about though? I, and then I called my mum, actually my mum called me about after about this. Why have they brought them back now? Do I want a stuffed vine leaf? We're getting into winter. No, it's not I, the right time. No, they I thought messed this was up part there. of their summer range. Yeah. But it's all good. Well, we're still We're not hating. No, we still have them. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the last text I sent, a little insight into my, my life. I like that though, mm. it's very pure. It could have gone very wrong, that very question. Wrong. Very, very, very wrong. wrong. Very but wrong. you know, it was nice, it was pure, it was about food, which is my favourite yeah. subject. So. Yeah. Hallelujah. There we go. Well, you've survived the quick fire. Oh, thank questions. you. Without How a drink as well. I know. I know. It's good. Well. It's all good. Thank you. Have you enjoyed coming in today? I've enjoyed it so much. I mean, I, I don't know how you're going to peel me off the sofa. It's okay. Once you're done with this set, can I take this home? Um, can I put a little post-it note to say this is mine? Or is it, I feel like other people are doing this as well. 
I mean, I had planned on taking You're this taking myself. it, babe. All right, then I'll take the armchair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll work something out. Um, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram. That's what I use most. I'm not a Twitter girl, actually. Yeah. Um, so Instagram, Daisy L. Maskell. There you there go. That's where you'll find me doing some wild and crazy things. I put well, a lot on stories that's yeah, so just for so the stories. Just for the yeah, stories. just for the 24 hours so you can enjoy that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me, Daisy. Thank you for everyone to tuning in to Mouth Off Radio. I'm your host, Paige Martin. This has been Mouth Off Radio. Peace. Yes. Yes, babe. Thank you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.